Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about artificial sweeteners. Are they worse than sugar? Why is everyone talking about them right now? And how hidden are they in our foods? Because they're in surprisingly a lot of things that we eat. Before that, we're going to start with some information about the oldest dildo in the world and how babies can learn language faster. <laughs> Great mix. Dildos and babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Now, um, that's our podcast in a nutshell. Yeah, literally. How's it going? Good. It's snowy here in Toronto, which feels like a real winter. Last winter, I was so good. I'd be like, let's go out skiing in a park. But this winter, I'm like, I'm going to cancel all my plans and sit in my basement. Yeah. I love canceling plans and sitting in basement. But I have to get better at not doing that, actually. We've literally, I have to stop saying literally. God damn it. We have touted on this podcast how you should not do that a lot in the last I few weeks. Know. You need to get out there, see friends. In order to be happy, you must do things. To- Why is it so hard? Honestly, why does it feel so good to just be like, not so good. Like I love seeing my friends and whenever I do it, I'm so happy. But there's so many times I'm just like, oh, but to just be at home and just like relax and turn off and not think about anything and not have to leave the house is so nice. We all know it's like things in life that are easier never give you the most reward. True. Got that tattooed on your ass cheek. Maybe it's just habit though. We just got to get in a good habit. You know what I mean? But it's we just, do. We no, no, it's the winter. Just just blame the winter. We're so lucky to have that. It's like days are short. It's dark out. It's literally snowed. Let's not go anywhere. Stop saying literally I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> okay. Nice. Can we start? I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay, I can't. Okay. I literally need to start. No, no. Okay. Oh, what did we learn this week? So the oldest dildo in the world was just found. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's a 2,000-year-old Penis-like shaped wooden thing. Found up the butt of a mummy? No, <laughs> like, I honestly wish. Or in the vag of a mummy. Oh, I love true, that. Man. You went straight to gay. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it was found in Northern England. Hello, horny up there in Northern England. Um, so it was around the time of the Romans. And it was actually found 20 years ago. And they thought it was like a pestle, like a mortar and pestle. But a new study has looked pestle. at it. Pestle. Pestle. Isn't it? <laughs> You're canceled. Uh, it's Wait, a pencil. No. Um, I'm British. I would know. But they, um, yeah, they thought it was a mortar and pestle, pestle, choose your side. And they recently now think, just based on its shape, uh, that it was likely used to stimulate the clitoris. 
Oh, so it was actually for the vagina. Yes, okay, for the vagina. But we can't know for sure. They're like, of course, it could still be a pistol. They also think that <laughs> there was good luck to rub dicks on statues, that it could have been <laughs> a part of that. But a lot, like a lot. Some new scientists would rather say it's the oldest dildo they've ever. That's found amazing. In the world. Do we know, like, roughly? You said the Roman era. Yes, yeah, two thousand years old. Wow. But it was found twenty years ago, and some ignorant person was like, "It's a murder in pestle." It's like, no, babe, it's a dildo. I can I look this up or like? Yeah, you can look pest- it up. It's it's mortar and pestles. I'm sure more. Oh God, you're so annoying. Now you know what it's yeah. like to live with this guy. It's mortar like, and like, pestle. No, you're looking at the word, not the pronunciation. P-E-S-T-L-E? I know what it's S T L E. I know how it's spelled. I'm just saying, <laughs> as lying. a British person from Northern England where dildos were started, <laughs> oh I say pestle. Okay, it's an accent thing. Yes, it's like okay, or is it a gay accent thing? Um. Okay. So cool. Old dildos. Yes. Would love to see that. Are there pictures of it? Yeah. It's it's not it's not that exciting. It looks it <laughs> like is, a pestle. It looks like a dick <laughs> made out of wood. That's old, and it does look like a pestle. Okay. Wow. Um. Speaking of dicks and vaginas, um, or anything in between, uh, a lot of our <laughs> friends have been having babies recently, and so this study came out and made me think of all of them. Um, because obviously everyone, once they have kids is like, I want my kid to be smart and I want them to have everything set up in a way. And everyone freaks out about how to like not optimize their baby, but you know, make sure they're learning properly. Yeah. So that's true. Right. Well, I think you you panic, you you panic and you're just like, what do I need to do? Like, do I have to sing them songs every day? Do I play them Mozart? Do I, yeah. No one's chill about a baby. Yeah. I mean, once you're past the stage of like, I just have to make sure it's alive. Then I think you go into the stage of how do I make sure it's smart okay yeah true (laughs) or just like competent and physically um, healthy and all these things yeah okay so when it comes to learning how to speak there is a lot of research around like what to do after the age of one and like reading has been studied a lot but there hasn't been much research of what to do before this age so between the weeks of two weeks old to one year is there anything you can do that can help their speaking abilities In any language. Yeah, okay. So the parents in this study were given kids' books or children's books that specifically are designed to help like early language development, which a lot of kids' books are focused on. Apple. It's an apple. (laughs) She got a hat and put away the bat. Um, I've never read a kid's book in my life. No, that was good. I'd buy that. (laughs) Uh, okay, so basically they had to read one of these books a day. Obviously, they're very short, but that was like part of the study. And then the infants were tested with an expressive and receptive language test at their well-child visits. So these babies showed that this was a really effective strategy. Just reading them a book. Every single day, one of these between two weeks to one year old actually improved their language wow. learning abilities. Um And so I thought that was really interesting. So people are probably, I mean, I don't know anything, but people are probably (laughs) like, oh, well, I'm not going to read my kid a book because it's truly six months and it's goo goo gaga. Yes. And a lot, obviously the conversation around this is talking to your kid is important. Just them hearing language and being exposed. But the potential difference here is that these books are designed more simply. So there's a lot of like low frequency vocabulary and different sentence and phrase structures that you wouldn't necessarily use in everyday life. That Baby are, books. Yeah, that are designed to help babies like hear words more properly um, versus just talking to them as or, or just them hearing your adult conversations. Yeah. So that's why they think like these books specifically read every day to your child after two weeks old was helping with 
speaking ability. I mean, you've got <laughs> like from what I understand of all of the new like moms in our lives. You know, you're awake with that baby. Might as well crack open a book like once a day. Yeah, exactly. I love. It. I'm like, it doesn't seem that hard. It's not like you were doing anything. Else. Every parent's it's like, like truly shut the, the most hell up. Exhausting yeah. thing I've ever really like watched someone ever do. Yeah, being a birthing a child. Oh my god, the Amazing. ultimate, the life. ultimate thing in life. And yeah, men, you'll never be able to do it unless you're trans, which is really cool. Yeah, I am scared to have. Baby, but excited. we know that we're gonna do a video about like, a video. Sorry, a podcast about like IVF or like babies and baby development soon because it's on our mind. Yeah, yeah, true. No, I am just like I know I'm gonna be an anxious parent. I know I'm gonna be a parent who's just like, oh my god, my kid's gonna die, or they're gonna be like, we're not providing them with the proper environment. Like I'm already anxious about our dog. So like, what? Is yeah, it? <laughs> honestly, he just did it. He goes, oh yeah, Ernie's got an ear infection. I'm like, what? He's literally he's right here on my foot. So so cute. I like, did. Well, not I smelled <laughs> his ear and I smelled a little bit of feta cheese smell. And I don't know. He shook his head yesterday. I'm like, that's not how that works. Okay. Well, you're obviously exaggerating. I said, I think he might have a little bit of an ear infection because it does have a certain smell. I, I'm really attentive to these. Yes. Sorry. My point is that it's like, <laughs> it'll be like twice a day that you say a statement like that about our dog. Stuff, and you're like, he got another bump. Death's, death's upon his doorstep. And I'm like, what? Like, it's just, it's just funny. Cause it's like, obviously that's like our golden retriever dog. <sighs> I'm never going to be able to handle kids. I think you will, and I think it will bring calmness to your life. No, it won't. No, Actually, it like, won't. that's the dumbest thing to ever say. But it's okay. We're going to do a video, and you're going to hear all our deepest, darkest secrets about that. And my uh, video, I mean podcast, sorry, as a content creator, are you we okay? do a lot. <laughs> we do a lot over here. All right, are we moving on? Yeah. <laughs> Taking this thing, a break. Artificial You have to tell me which button is. is so controversial. I think um, it's this one. I think it's that one, too. Okay, see you in a minute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I recently started to try and learn more about what wines I actually like. So when I go out for dinner or I'm hosting some friends, I can know what I want and be able to enjoy a good bottle of wine with everybody in a new way. I love Last Bottle Wines and thank goodness because today's podcast is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you haven't yet heard about these folks, they're a Napa Valley-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, often in hours. So, new day, 
new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. They taste through hundreds of wines each month to find you only the best, most exciting bottles. The best part? There's no subscriptions, no fees, no minimum purchases, just a daily email with a really great wine. We're offering SideNote listeners 10% off your next order with code SIDENOTE. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I mean, I'm in a good place right now, and I think a big part of that is directly related to therapy. I recently started going to personal therapy again, and I can already feel the benefits to my life. If you listen to Side Note, then you know we love therapy, as it's all about deepening your self-awareness. I mean, sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash side note today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash side note. Study time. Study time. Study time. Who's got a sweet tooth? Me. Do you? Um, more than you, because whenever yeah. we end a restaurant dinner and it's like, do you want to see the dessert menu? I'm like, of course. And then you're like, holy God, crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. My family never had dessert. Either. I'm like, can you just relax? I want dessert. <laughs> oh my God. You're dragging me so much today. <laughs> well, I'm like, I... if we're at a nice dinner, we're getting dessert. It could be the best part of this dinner. Yeah, but I am usually so full at that point and I, yeah, I'm just a savory kind of guy. Savory kind of guy. I'd rather just have more of the mains, to be honest. No, there's a different part of your stomach. Okay, you're a scientist. <laughs> Stop yeah. saying that. Yeah, I know. It's fully wrong. <laughs> All right, so we are going to talk about artificial sweeteners today. They're obviously very popular. Um, you know, if you don't know what it is, it's just an alternative to sugar. I think there was a lot of discussion around sugar through like the 90s and the 2000s about how un- quote unquote unhealthy it is or how it's used in so many processed foods and it's in our cereals and we put it in sodas and we have it like even in our yogurt and all these things our milk has sugar and so artificial sweeteners came out i think primarily as like wow look at these things that are almost effectively zero calories yeah and so it was a way to replace something like a coke with a diet coke not be worrying about like weight gain or diabetes or certain issues associated with sugar so like dental care and things like that uh was i think the main excitement around them but now they're starting to become a little bit controversial we're in the backlash era of the artificial sweeteners so the (laughs) examples are aspartame which is 200 times sweeter than sugar there's sucralose which is known as Splenda to mm-hmm. most people, 600 times sweeter than sugar, and then saccharin, which is sweet and low, which I think is like the pink Sweet and pack. low, sweet, low, sweet cherry. <laughs> what? You know that song? I just went cross-eyed. What is that? <laughs> is that no. like an olden day song? Sing low. Someone who's like older. Sing low, sweet um, chariot. I'm gonna carry me home. You know that song, don't you? No, I, I mean like I, I'm gonna say yeah because I don't want to feel like a swing loser. low. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So, but sweet and low is like I think not that song. Which was saying <laughs> the pink packages in America. I picture this as America. Oh. Like you're at a diner 
And you know, like they bring you the sugar and the cream. Yeah, and I always just thought you're low. right. I thought that was maybe Splenda, but you're right. I always assumed those were artificial sweeteners. I figured the white was sugar, the brown was brown sugar, and then there's a pink and a yellow one usually. The pink is in my head sweet and low. My point is that like they're advertised as Splenda, sweet and low, blah blah, but they're saccharin, which is a really funny name, <laughs> is the actual chemical compound. And then there's those. I would name my kid saccharin. Doesn't saccharin also mean like sinful? Oh, does it actually? Yeah. Okay. I, Why I, would I, you I, know I, that? Um, I don't know because I've been laughing. As you I couldn't even these. say pestle early, earlier. No. <laughs> now I've you're like been... saccharin <laughs> origins come from the 1920s. <laughs> um, saccharin, a sweet tasting synthetic <laughs> compound. Okay. Whoops. Yeah. Side note for what? No, not at all. Overly sentimental, mawkish. <laughs> a saccharin love story is like a cheesy. Oh, uh, I was wrong. I was okay. wrong. So it's um, it's cheesy. It should be a yeah. sweet love story, not, yeah. a, not a cheesy one. Yeah, cheesy, salty, but we're talking. Okay, we're side noting. Okay, we need to get back on track. The other one that you didn't mention that I'll bring up is stevia. Um, no, okay, so well, that's not synthetic. Oh, you Sorry. were saying synthetic. These are synthetic. Aspartame, sucralose, saccharin, made in a lab. Stevia is from a plant that grows in South America. Right, so okay. it's quote unquote natural. More on that later. And mm-hmm. there's also monk fruit extract. Yeah, and there's a handful of other like other ones, but those are definitely like the most popular and tend to be in most foods that you would be buying that have artificial sweeteners in them. And the point is that they're so sweet, as we said, like 600, seven times, 700 times sweeter than sugar. Therefore, you need so much less of them to get that sweet taste in your mouth that they end up being low to like negligible calories. Yeah. And essentially like the sweet... Um, it's called G protein coupled receptors. It's like how the ligands and binding of your tongue to sugar to make you feel that something sweet, like the receptors in your brain, they get triggered by these artificial sweeteners, but because you need so little of them or because they aren't really metabolized by your body, a variety of different ways, depending on which one leads to your body, not actually getting the calories, but Mm. getting that bang, that what your mind is craving in your mind. And that is how they work. Just the other week, you were talking about some like spoons and stuff that were being developed kind of with this principle in mind, but without actually being a chemical that you can ingest, right? Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. like it would stimulate those things on your tongue, so they would trick your brain into being salty or sweet, but you wouldn't then even be ingesting it potentially. Yeah, exactly. So this is like the ingesting version. It's still going into your body, but because it's such small amounts, they effectively call them zero calorie. Yeah, some of them are like four calories, I think aspartame, yeah. but like... Again, Although stevia, I don't know if you were just going to say this, but stevia is different in that your body doesn't metabolize it. Doesn't? Yeah, so that is why it's interesting. It just goes through your body in huh. that sense. It, it is still like extra sweet, more sweet than sugar, Yeah, but that it's different in the sense that like, yeah, your body, the way your body metabolizes a certain part of it, it just like doesn't. So the sweet and low, like the the saccharin, the overly cheesy, (laughs) that's so confusing. The the, like, the um, saccharin, for example, like sweet and low, when you get those packages, most of that little white powder is just like maltodextrose. It's not even the thing because you Mm. need so little of it to get that sweet taste. They're just adding powder in so that it feels like you're adding something Mm. to your drink. Like it's 
that's part of the mechanism. You need a lot more sugar to feel the sugary taste yeah. than you do these artificial sweeteners. That's how they work. Yeah, I had read that. And that, I mean, obviously these sugars also don't always taste like sugar. Like most people can tell a diet Coke from a real Coke. Really? I never could. You're crazy if you can't. But now they have like Coke Zero and stuff where they've tried to modify the taste to be original taste. But huh. it's interesting because some people became so into diet Coke that they actually prefer that taste. So it's like Coke wasn't then trying to turn diet Coke back to Coke. They were like, we need a third product that tastes like Coke, huh. but is zero calories. So that's Coke zero. So we're not sponsored by Coke, by the way. No, <laughs> I'm not like hyping up Coke, the brand, but obviously, obviously soft drinks or Pepsi or pop or whatever, like are the probably one of the biggest areas that people are consuming either large amounts of sweeteners or sugar, to be honest. Well, okay. I thought it was interesting because it's in other things like ketchup, hmm. whole wheat bread. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Like I was looking at some of the whole wheat breads that we have and I'm like, oh my God. It's so that it's not like inflating the calorie the calories counts, and like yeah. there people like who are buying whole wheat bread are probably looking at the back for the, they're more likely to calorie yeah. count. Yeah, I assume. totally. Yeah. Salad dressing. Mm. And then for me, it's the granolas and the cereals of the world that have a lot of, or can potentially have a lot of these artificial sweeteners because cereal's delicious. And sometimes they are relatively low-cal, especially those like granola-y ones that I love. Yeah. As a white person, my culture is cereal. So you would think on the surface that that's not necessarily a bad thing, and we're going to talk about whether it is or not, but the idea being, Actually, that's great. Like these things that potentially people are already including in their lives, having cereal every morning, having bread every day for breakfast or whatever, sandwiches. If we can take out half the calories, then I think the idea was like maybe this will help reduce the risk of like um, obesity or those kind of issues. Diabetes. And diabetes in society. Yeah. And like I said, even dental issues. Like so yeah. in your mouth, sugar promotes like different carbs actually promote like bacterial growth. Whereas a lot or almost all of these sweeteners don't do that. And so it's like, okay, great. Like the breakdown of teeth could even be helped. And so I think it was really exciting when these things came out. And I even saw a funny little story that when they, they, they like accidentally discovered aspartame because... Oh, yeah, they tasted it. Yeah, he was like trying to solve how to get rid of ulcers and like spilled some aspartame and then like licked his finger and was like, that was sweet. That's also how sucralose was. It's like, who are these people in labs who <laughs> like, are just like, let me taste the powder. Yeah. Although kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, if I, as long as you know, I guess they would have known like what the chemical was. Hopefully they knew it wasn't going to like... Oh, well. Okay, ASAP Science is actually not going to tell you to lick the powders in your lab, but it is interesting. And back in the day, there was definitely not the same type of like regimens around science in general. Or there's just like hundreds of scientists that are dead. Yeah, that or it's like, like, wrong one. <laughs> that one was didn't happen to be arsenic. as good as stevia. <laughs> but I do think that this topic is still very much controversial. There's no black or white around it. Like every paper I read gave me conflicting information mm -hmm. in a kind of hilarious way. Like people are passionate on either side mm. of it's good or it's bad. And truly there is not an answer, but there's a lot of research around it. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of, it's like there's scientists who like draw a line in the sand and they like decide which side they're on. Yeah. It's well, like the vibe I'm getting from these studies. Yeah, agree. And it's it's definitely not settled science, but more and more, I think we're seeing some of the issues with it, especially because now more and more we're seeing it 
en masse, right? Like it would have been slowly introduced to people, but now we have like decades of people consuming these drinks. We can run studies on them. It's important to remember that there are vested interests. Like this is a huge market. Even yeah. some of the biggest companies in the world are using this as a marketing tool to have zero calorie drinks or yeah. foods. So there's a lot of money around this on particularly the side of like selling things, right? And a study between 2007 and 2012 found that nearly 50% of American adults report regular consumption of foods containing artificial sweeteners, particularly sugar-free beverages. So mm -hmm. like that sugar-free beverage concept is like a recent thing, yeah. which I think is why so many people studied it and why we're getting all these results right now because it takes time to sort of see what's going on. Um, some of the conflicting results I would just like to mention, like, so there's, you know, been a lot of concern about cancer, whether that's stomach cancer or Aspartame, other cancer. right? Yeah. I remember thinking. Yeah. Back when we Aspartame were in university, it was, was like, me cancer. yeah. So back, honestly, when we were in high school university, because it had become so popular, suddenly they were doing all these studies on mice and being like, the mice are dying, getting crazy tumors, all these yeah, things. and rats, and But rats. Then, then the other side came out and was like, okay, but they're giving them like the most insane doses of aspartame. And know what we love to say, the dose is the poison. Exactly. Um, but you, can give, you can give a rat enough broccoli to give it yeah, cancer. Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, like, it would probably be like in a pill or powder yeah, form. Sorry, they're not, they're just not like, like feeding them broccoli. They're not like shoving broccoli florets <laughs> down like a rat's mouth. Although, oh God, we still have to do our animal I mean, the same is true episode. of humans. It's like you can eat too much of anything good and it can sometimes become toxic. The amount of artificial sweeteners they were giving the rats and mice was, I'm going to use this word, insane to the point that no human will ever consume that. But still worth knowing. It's still like valid science to be like, at what stage but, do these amounts? But the idea that aspartame causes cancer in humans is false. So it's like, I don't know if it's good science because everyone thinks that, but it's not true. And they've yeah. never been able to prove it in humans. And the amount was completely... You're right. It, but the, I'm, what I guess what I'm saying is like, it doesn't invalidate the research. It sometimes invalidates the extrapolation. Like those researchers may have just been trying to find the limit of aspartame yeah, yeah, consumption. Yeah. A lot of times people who are running these studies aren't the ones running with the headlines and saying like aspartame kills or chocolate cures you. Yeah. you know? They're like studying something nuanced that is interesting to know but isn't necessarily gonna have a huge impact on like the overall industry. And then it's like, of course, a conversation. But, but I, think it's I worth, should say oh. there are studies on both sides of this picture of cancer. Wait, really? That's yes. not what I read. No, I know. I, at first, I was reading like, okay, more and more, we're not seeing a correlation to cancer. Yeah. But there still are studies that come out. That Outside are, of rats and mice? Yes. And same with possible links <laughs> show to me the Show me the receipt. I read a recent study where they were like so adamant that it wasn't causing cancer. Okay. Well, I just in this moment don't have those studies. Oh my, my God. I flipped I'm the table. <laughs> Do you I want me the to desk. start looking? Give well, me that reference. You talk and I'll see if I can go back to. So my understanding is that these studies were done solely in rats and mice with such extreme amounts of artificial sweeteners that when you think about cancers and cancer's mechanism as this complicated thing, you can get cancer in hundreds and thousands of different ways. It's about a mutation in your DNA that happens randomly. And so the amounts that they were giving them was so exceeding what humans would ever take that it was obviously leading to the headlines that aspartame causes cancer, but in no way should any human ever think that that is true for them. And there's been no way to prove that would happen in humans. And it would not happen based on the small amounts of artificial sweetener that we consume, even if you're consuming a lot. Okay. 
I I will have to like I I agree. Most research was like there's not. There's been a lot of fear around it, but most research finds yeah. there's not. But I think when I get into sort of my main study and we touch on the microbiome, I think now that's how it's being brought up. Okay, it's like the changes yeah, in is, your body are potentially leading. It's not if you know what I mean. Um, and then interestingly, counterintuitively, preliminary studies indicate that the consumption of these kind of products are associated with obesity and metabolic syndrome in mice, decreased satiety, disturbed glucose metabolism, and weight gain, which is odd. But again, uh, I'm going to kind of touch on that in my main study, which I could bring up Yeah, now. do it now because I'm like, yeah, ooh, we're battling it out today. So I was about to, be, about to be like, I know why that's not true, but continue. You know why what's not true? No, I I'm just like... literal proof from 2022, literally girl. literally like, do we still have that like, <laughs> like button that's like debate time? Oh, yeah. No, we don't. But, um... I'm ready to fight. I'm going to put down my mic. I'm going to look at you and I'm going to like, bring it on. Okay. Okay. Well, I have. Yeah. Br- br- bring yeah, it on. Someone's upholding the fucking capitalist industry. I'm tearing it down. Thank you very okay, much. Okay. Well, <laughs> someone's oh, get, get sugar back in our books. <laughs> yeah. But the people who are putting sugar in the foods are also putting artificial sweetener, which is way cheaper for them. Do by you the want way. to fight? <laughs> We're fighting. Okay. okay. Go off. Okay. okay. So. The big conversation I'd say in the last handful of years, but especially in the last couple of years, as bigger like meta-analysis is... And false. Okay, so according to my analysis, <laughs> it was actually a four-year... No, I'm kidding. Continue. So we're going to talk about the microbiome. So the microbiome is sort of like your your microbes in your body. <laughs> which, yeah, like your I'm microbiome. <laughs> it's your microbiome. So your microbiome is actually it's your microbiome. Say like all the bacteria in your stomach and on your body. But in particular, people think about like now we know in your gut, the bacteria that exist there can have such a big impact on you and the food that you give them or the things that go in your body mm-hmm. impact that colony. So outside of you know artificial sweeteners, that's why there's so much emphasis on gut health now and how that can be linked to depression. It can be linked to cancers. It can be linked to all these other issues when people eat like so much processed food versus when people eat like foods with like high fiber and foods that tend to be quote unquote good for your microbiome. We Fair? have a video on it that I think I still rewatch sometimes when I want to know about it, what your poo says about you. <laughs> and we, we, we ate probiotics for a certain amount of time. And then we tested our poo before mm-hmm. and after. And we had a lot of experts come in and explain the microbiome. And it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of prebiotics, which is like food for your microbiome. I always, it always sticks out to me that it's like garlic, onion, onions, all these whole foods which sometimes I think people think like, oh, I need to go get a stinky yogurt and take like a nasty farty like pill. But really (laughs) it's like, there's th- those are probiotics, which is actually you're eating bacteria the that yogurt are go into your gut. Yeah, the sorry, probiotic, the yeah. probiotic yogurts or the pills. Prebiotics are like the food mm-hmm. for the quote unquote right microbes in your gut. Mm-hmm. So when you think about processed food or even sugar or like what sugar's in, you start to not think about prebiotics. You're thinking about these things that can like impact mm-hmm. and essentially like have certain microbes take over in a sense. Right, change and, the composition in a way that can impact. Literally, the, the thing that's been in the last decade, the most surprising is your mental health. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like obviously your physical health, but now realizing, you know, we've talked about fecal transplants, which if we haven't done a pod episode. We have, we have, oh, we okay. have. Whoops. Yeah. I don't have a memory for anything. Um, who am I? Where are we? Uh, so ultimately, it's like somebody who has a quote unquote healthy microbiome or somebody who's not depressed. They've, they can like 
take their fecal transplants, put yeah. them in someone else, and impact their mental health to somebody who may be suffering from and, depression. And you want diversity. I remember the number yeah, that we, we were getting would be like, you have a high diversity or a low diversity. Yeah. High in their case. Yeah, it's not just good. the absolute amount. It's like yeah, wanting it's like different you want diversity. But to be also, I'm going to keep talking about my study, but just as a big caveat, this is such a new field of study, and there is also yeah. a lot of sort of like, Exploitation is the wrong word, but there's a lot of products out there that are yeah. claiming they understand this and they're going, buy this probiotic because it will help diversify your gut, but they don't actually um, know yet hello, which Hello, kombucha on the scene. Yeah. It's like crazy that now I go to grocery store, I'm like, this fermented tea is taking up a big chunk of Loblaws right now. I like, would say crazy. That's not even the worst offender because you can now buy pills for like hundreds of dollars that are like this strain of stomach bacteria that may not be be a bad thing may be a good thing but right now there's not enough research to i did that well because you were having an issue and it was like what it doesn't hurt to try. I, took, I take a lot of antibiotics because i get strep throat okay st- yeah you're judging me <laughs> i'm a child um yeah and then my doctor was like just take this and it was so much money i had to go to whole foods yeah. with all the rich people in toronto and go and i was like oh i'm gonna go buy the probiotic they're like i scan it 140 dollars i was like <laughs> you're telling me this is $140. Are you kidding? Yeah. So what I'm saying is there is a market there to exploit these beliefs that aren't fully fleshed out yet. And certainly not to the degree that scientists or doctors are able to say, just take this probiotic and this one and it'll like change your stomach. Yeah. 140, it's not flushed out to $140. No. That's for sure. But having said that, now I'm going to talk about why the microbiome should be taken care of. is so important because... The first bit of research on this came out in 2014, and it suggested that artificial sweeteners were linked to obesity and a microbiome change in mice. The world of science blew up. Apparently, people... He's he's (laughs) reaching. (laughs) No, it did. You can read about it. So many industries came out and tried to discredit the study, showed where it was wrong, why it wasn't statistically powerful enough. It's only in mice. Um, Yeah, exactly. So now, last year, 2022, some new research comes out. Its results back this. It looks at saccharin, sucralose, aspartame, oh and stevia. So kind of like the hit, the main hits. You know what I mean? It's looking at the okay, you're hits. stop. <laughs> you're Who am like I a becoming? Fox News like? <laughs> no, that's mean. Sorry, sorry. What in the no, fuck? No, no, no. I didn't mean Fox News. I'm like, what is it called when you're like, you're like, I don't know. You're jazzing up this information that I'm like, is it? What do you not believe it? I no continue continue my my study is not as recent so now I'm like after only two weeks (laughs) it changed the glucose tolerance of these people is this in humans this is in humans this is in humans (laughs) and just wait till the second half of this oh my god so a glucose tolerance is a measure of like how your body moves sugar from your blood into your muscle yeah I know I'm kidding Um, say it one more time (laughs) so like your glucose tolerance is like Okay. A measure of how readily the body moves sugar from the blood into muscle and fat. Okay. And they believe that possibly leads to weight gain and diabetes. Yeah. If like you have, if your body doesn't do that very well. Okay. Um, they found that there was a significant difference in the populations of bacteria before and after regular ingestion of artificial sweeteners. So in that two week period, the gut bacteria two weeks? in two weeks of taking that their gut bacteria, uh, changed drastically. Um, particularly those who took sucralose and saccharin. But you're saying that like before this, they weren't, they found people who weren't having artificial sweeteners. There's obviously all different. Like okay. they have control groups. So 
they have they had a control group that ingested glucose and one that took a supplement that had like nothing in it right mm. and then they have all these different groups on now the different artificial sweeteners so they do their best to like control for the fact that some people are we're comparing before and after maybe those people had artificial sweeteners in their life yeah like probably because a lot of studies actually they have trouble because they're trying to like test. is anyone pure quote yeah unquote, they're trying to test yeah. like a lot of the time with artificial sweetened drinks and then they realize that like the control group still has a bunch of artificial sweetener because they're like oh yeah actually yeah i love ketchup and they're like oh damn right like, yeah. Or, yeah so this is just ultimately measuring the change right yeah. so once they put someone on a regimen of every day having sucralose they're noticing this glucose uptick problem and they're noticing a change in microbiome. Okay. And this is at whatever dose they're prescribing. Okay. okay. Then part two, because they're like, okay, what if this is correlation versus causation? You know, the biggest yes. problem in the world in science. So they took the feces from those participants Hot. with elevated blood sugar levels, Hot. put the bacteria into germ-free mice by feeding them a slurry was literally the words they used. Not hot. <laughs> um, and they found that those mice then, their ability to regulate glucose was changed. Okay. So they know that the change okay. in the gut microbe okay. <laughs> has impacted directly the glucose change. So that means that it's correlation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Of course, this is... They still need to keep repeating this study and making sure that. But ultimately, it was to show it. they do, in fact, change your microbiome. And in this study, showed that it changed your glucose. You were literally doing the politician thing. You were like, the hand. they do, in fact. <laughs> I was like, okay. Obama. Yeah. yeah, okay. Mine was an older study. So now I'm like, just throw it out the window. But the results were essentially, I don't even want to go into mine because it's embarrassing. Oh, why? Um, just relax. Okay? Wow. Okay, you're um, being paid off by the industry No, over here. stop <laughs> it. You are too. What are you trying to say? What Bro, industry? Pro, uh, I don't know. Sugar? <laughs> Oh, no. The freaking sugar industry. I think we all know I'm part of the none, none of the You above. work for Betty Crocker, my friend. <laughs> um, anyways, it was just in the amounts that humans eat, it's not affecting the microbiome, and that so many of these things are metabolized before they even get low enough into the gut that it shouldn't affect your microbiome. It's an older study, and I don't even want to talk about it, and it didn't have anything to do with humans. Yours sounds really legit. Okay, fine. So it might be affecting your microbiome. Yeah. But... And girl, I have another one. Okay, too. okay. You are working for Betty Crocker. <laughs> no, I am not suggesting you replace your well, this is, okay, sweeteners this with sugar. This is the thing. It's like, so what then, what now, my friend? Is it worse or better than sugar? I don't think it is. Worse well, I think we can learn better. a little bit of a lesson from this that just because one thing becomes a problem, so we realize sugar in our society, at least in where we're from in the West, is an issue. I think it's an issue everywhere doesn't mean we can just find a replacement that's magic. Yeah. yeah that yeah. there isn't a trade-off. Like, yes, there may be some benefits. And that benefit we thought would be easier to, because of the lower calories control weight gain, but now we're realizing, weirdly, they're associated with weight gain yeah. in some people well, okay. because the gut microbiome is being okay, changed. That is, okay, that is also, okay. From what I understood from the studies on weight gain, diabetes, and these things. Like, there were some recent studies with lots of people. It was like, it's definitely not causing people to lose weight. Like, the idea of artificial sweeteners when they were invented, not like in the 1800s when he tasted the chemical and was like, mm, yum, but like <laughs> more recently, like post-90s sugar is evil yeah. time. Was it like, okay, this is going to create a mass like weight loss revolution, right. which it has not done. They've Correct. studied many people. It does not 
mean that you're just going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I think from some of these Again, our surveys, they're not like what what you just explained was a really interesting study involving a lot of like biochemistry. Mm -hmm. They're like a lot of these people who are needing artificial sweeteners are likely people who in the first place are consuming a lot of sugar because right. or processed why, food in general, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like why would you be switching to a diet coke if you're not having a coke? Yeah. Like side note, me, I was not raised on <laughs> coca-cola when i drink it it hurts like i actually cannot drink girl soda. that's called carbonation no it's just everything about it like when i put coca-cola in my mouth i'm like oh so you want me to drink fizzy tar like i actually i'm like oh cool that's a gorgeous brown color i don't want my liquids brown baby like it's disgusting to me like i actually look at it i'm like wow everyone here is drinking sludge weird but anyways like people who are drinking artificially sweetened drinks probably are drinking drinking a lot of sugar in the first place. Right. And there are also other theories that these highly sweet artificial sweeteners, which are more sweet than sugar, just make people enjoy sugar more because it's like yeah. now you're training your tongue. You're having a lot of it. Yeah. yeah like I, actually, like, oh, I can have everything with this sweet taste that you condition yourself to I, need it and want. Yes. I think that's interesting because we take protein powder. Can't you tell those watching on YouTube? <laughs> Just wait till summer to see us. Oh my God. My titties. <laughs> the babies are going to be confused. They're going to say, mama, mama, can I get milk? Um, anyways, I've been drinking protein One second. powder. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> um, and it has a lot of artificial sweetener. And I noticed that when I get one that doesn't have artificial sweetener, which I only did once, I was like, oh my God, this smoothie tastes so bland. And it actually tastes normal. It tastes like a normal smoothie with like fruit and like there's still a lot of sugar in them, but yeah. I have changed my perception of sugar in the morning through artificial sweeteners, which I'm like, I hadn't thought about until I was reading these studies. Like it makes me more triggered by sugar throughout the day than I ever have been before when I wasn't having artificial sweeteners. It makes you more triggered. What? Sorry. Like, Wow. Now my quest and like satiation through sugar has changed. My baseline has changed because I'm not having all this artificial sweetener in the morning. Like I can mm. tell, like I'm used to. Right. You want the sweetness, with this yeah. Feeling and in something the that's not sweet then probably tastes kind of even more dull. Yeah, and I've never prior to protein powder in the morning ever had cared or wanted sugar in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that now when I don't, I'm like, right. oh, where's my delicious breakfast? But in the past that. Breakfast would have felt normal. It would have felt yeah. good enough to have like blueberries and fruit. Yeah. And so I think they're also saying that there's a chance that just because you're having an artificially sweetened drink now once a day doesn't mean that you're not still primed to have more sugar yeah. throughout your life. And it's not created the revolution that they thought it would in like right. 2014 when it started to really take off. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I do think there's still a lot to be studied here. Like that was one study I brought up. Yeah. It was a great study. It's really fascinating. I think, of course, like everything, you want to replicate it in different populations, try and do more and more so you can get to the bottom of like how much of this is correlation to groups of people who are just yeah. eating certain things who already have other, who are more prone to be eating other foods that might also be impacting their health and their microbiome and those things. And so, I think also a lot of, you should talk to your doctor or dietitian if you're concerned about your sugar or artificial sugar intake and they'll give you direct information catered to you, which is the most important part about all these things. We're a podcast and we talk in generalizations and that's mm -hmm, fun, mm -hmm. but it's like a lot of the idea around it being good. Artificial sweeteners would be taking the Coca-Cola that you're going to drink every day, then slowly being like diet Coke and slowly getting yourself to water or milk. <laughs> like it's like mm -hmm. a lot of these like 
scientists at the end of the day are like, well, if the other option's a sugary drink, right. that's also bad for a variety of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, I don't think anyone who's researching these artificial sweeteners is implying that we should switch back to sugar fully. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying is sometimes hard when you're hearing all this negative artificial yeah. sweetener like where headlines. Where do you go from here? You go, oh, wait, it's bad. I need to go back to Coca-Cola. Yeah. When really, I think there is an argument to that these are better than sugar, but they're not right. as much as good as we've been told in 2015. Yeah, and I don't have anything. This is just sort of like anecdotal. I'm sure there's research out there and we could do a bit more on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if having a Coca-Cola with sugar every day also impacts your microbiome. Yeah, you know yes, I mean? exactly. Like, sugar like, does impact your microbiome. Any, any exactly. sort of chronic consumption of basically anything is going to have an impact on your yes. well-being and health. So, so this is more it's about one tearing thing down if the hope in, yeah, in artificial sweet. I think it is important to note, like, yes, this one study I just said was over two weeks um, but obviously every two weeks you're eating different things and it's like, yeah. you, I don't want this to scare people to think like having a diet Coke from time to time. I don't think you need to be worried about that. Having, no, having no, no, a no. real Coke from time to time. Yeah. I really don't think you need to worry about that. I do think, okay, he's working for Coke now. I do think it's worth considering as much as if, if you're interested in health, for example, like what you're eating period and having a good mix of things and of course you can eat sugar and of course you can have artificial sweeteners, but like just, just have it in your mind. Like, yeah. What, how much, even, even having just like, if you eat so much fruit every day, like that's probably more sugar than your body needs. It's still good. Wait, for what? You. Really? Yeah. Like it's sugar, right? Like oh. these are meant as like <laughs> desserts. Oh. Like sugar is like nature's or fruit is nature's natural dessert that we wouldn't have had. Yeah. That's this, what you're talking about. My asshole. That's the, a gay man. A fruit. That's your dessert. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. You need help. But oh no, I hope there's not like a family listening to this in like a car and all of a sudden like they're, they're like, what? Fruit? why did that just get said? No, oh, like, why yeah. did I just like <laughs> totally get so inappropriate? Well, we started the podcast about the oldest dildo, so I oh, think they would have turned it off. Okay, then. Good, good. I was just like, oh, or God, they're just Greg. like sexually liberated family who can talk about those things and it's okay. You know? That'd be great. Are we going to? I really hope that this is playing in some sexually liberated <laughs> family's road trip. Um, the last thing I was going to say is there was another major study that found artificial sweeteners not only change your bacterial composition, but they can turn some of the bacteria pathogenic inside of you. So this was saccharin, sucralose, and aspartame. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm just like, God damn, I was doing so much research. I uh, never found these juicy mean ones. So they basically like attach these cells called COCO2 cells, which are epithelial cells in the line uh, in the wall of your intestine and said at a concentration equivalent of two cans of diet soft drink, all three artificial sweeteners significantly increase the adhesion of both E. coli and E. facilis to intestinal COCO2 cells. CACO. CACO, thank you, CACO. Um, and differentially increase the formation of biofilms. And biofilms are less sensitive to antimicrobial oh God, resistance. So like, if, so, you're, if you're chugging Diet Coke, hopefully you don't get exposed to E. coli. Yeah. <laughs> or just way. like any like bacterial infection. In these studies, they were looking at those, obviously. But it was like they can secrete toxins and impact you from the inside out, basically. Again, so, this is like at pretty high doses, having it every single day chronically. Yeah. I think... But and some and it's just do. one study. Some people do. I think a lot of people actually do. And and as you mentioned it, I never thought about our bread. I, I did yes, think about yeah. my protein powder because I knew it's like pretty low calorie. And then I was like, oh my God, of course it literally has. It's just sucralose. It's sucralose. So, I'm also like relaxed protein powder. Like I don't. 
I know. Need I just, you to do this. Don't put sugar in. The, don't put anything. I, I'm gonna mix my own stuff into this. But I think maybe a lot of people don't want to do that. No, I know. And then people will love the idea of it, just like taste. And it's all good. like all the like stupid like branding, like Volt Energy, like it's gonna break your break your butt. <laughs> and then like when you drink it, you're like, holy shit! Like it's so sweet. So I will say for kind of like my end of this yeah, pod, I'm like, where are you on this? I can't tell. <sighs> Sounds like you. When I was doing my research, I, I freaked out a bit. I was like, oh my god. I because because I have these protein scoops every day. That's uh, outside of that. I was like, I don't, I'm not really that worried. Like, I don't think I eat that many things. Although think, you put ketchup on your cereal, that's a lot. Yeah, I I'm love kidding. ketchup on my cereal. No, it's no. side note. I did know someone who put ketchup on a cereal once at my camp. We'll never forget it. It was unbelievable. That's revolting. Like, it was actually like revolting. There, and they'd be like, "Oh, we're in the morning. Like, obviously the ketchup's not out." I remember the first day. He oh. goes, he goes. Oh, where's the ketchup? I go, I don't know. Maybe behind the counter until lunch. <laughs> and then he goes and he gets it. I will never forget it. He puts it on. And to this day, I'm like, he must have been wanting like attention. <laughs> but he did it every single morning. Ew, like on oh, what kind of cereal? We're talking Cheerios and milk. Oh, oh okay. my God. Can't I can't even talk about, talk about, about it. Can't talk about Anyways, he had artificial sweetener first thing in the morning like we do now. But his oh, was in a different mechanism. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm not saying I don't get it, but I'm thinking... In my mind, I'm like, more and more, I keep coming back to this idea. A lot of people already do. And it's like, how can you focus on a more sort of like whole foods diet? Even even protein powder being a, an artificial, like synthesized I know, food. I know, I know. And to be honest, like I, w- I started <laughs> I that mainly when I was like, okay, when you're a vegetarian or a vegan, which right now I'm like kind of in the mix of things, but I was like, it's really hard to get all the protein especially if i was like trying to get more fit and stuff but there so are, that's why i started it there's protein powders without artificial sweeteners yeah that, that's I had what never, I, now i'm like i need, need to, to look into yes. that i'm fine with them tasting bland i'm not yeah. eating it for the taste i'm gonna sweeten and it with then, some papaya yeah i mean papaya is not like that sweet but like, okay <laughs> it is i'm so no it's not ju- like mango level sweet <laughs> justice side note justice for papaya like i am sick of people being like it tastes like feet i'm like no you don't know anything and then I slap them to the ground. I love papaya. I think it is so good. I don't understand why there's so much hate for one of the most gorgeous fruits in the world. So as a scientist, I would imagine you could understand people have different taste buds and different preferences. It's just the it's just the hate. It's like, whoa, whoa, calm down. Like, what did papaya do to you? Like, yeah, I feel I like think if it someone doesn't ignorance like, and being not used to it. like it's just for people, at least like in Canada, if you're from like not a country like that has papaya growing naturally you're just not used to oh, it oh i see because i'm like if someone doesn't like i used kiwi, to feel like i didn't like, like oh i don't like kiwi and but like with papaya they're like papaya well i think it, i can't <laughs> i mean some people hate cilantro because it tastes like soap there's like 50 percent of the world's population some people hate asparagus because they can smell it and then another half of the people can't smell the pee so it's just like it's okay if people fine. but i agree that there's probably some cultural insensitivity there I never thought about it like that. That's interesting because it's so it's mostly people in Canada getting mad. But it's like, oh, it's because or people that we know who probably like I honestly didn't. I don't love papaya and I used to really not like it. But now that I've eaten more of it, you just get used to it and you go, okay, I understand. I can taste the nuance in this and the parts that are really good. Well, papaya is better than artificial sweeteners and sugar, my friends coming out of Betty Crocker's. Yeah. And even speaking of sugar, like synthesized sugar, like table sugar is going to be processed in your body differently than sugar in a whole food like an apple or yeah. a banana. Yes, they both can spike your, you know, like blood sugar levels, your insulin and all this, but 
in general, the fruit version is healthier for you. I also read two studies completely contradicting each other. One I thought was so interesting and juicy, juicy, which is that artificial sweetener. It goes on your tongue, binds to the ligands, G protein involved signaling. Your brain is like (laughs) sugar, sugar, sugar. And it starts to prepare your body to process sugar. And then when it doesn't, it messes with your like insulin levels. Mm. Then I read one right after that was like, directly related to that and was like this is why that whole thing's wrong so anyways <laughs> it, this is why again this is a very controversial subject and yeah depending on what you're reading and what expert is on the yeah. show you're watching you might get some really intense answers but i think where i came down is like when something tastes like sugar in your mouth outside of fruit or like you're saying even maybe a lot of fruit you should be consciously thinking like do i need this mm-hmm. what is it how is it impacting my health whether it's artificial sweetener or actual sugar it's having an impact on you and just like minimizing that. It's so boring and not fun, but it's like minimizing. Or the save amount. it for what, like special events and stuff, right? Yeah, not I'm just. I just think a lot of people that's not their yeah. life. Like their day to day is that they have routines around like yeah. a sugary drink, and I think artificial sweeteners could be used as a way to maybe slowly wean yourself off of it, or just knowing that if you need that sugary drink every day, it's just having an impact on your health, regardless yeah. of whether it's mm-hmm. diet or not. Yeah. 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 I hope I haven't like spooked anyone too much. I don't think this is something worth causing a panic about. There's yeah. still a lot of research. Again, your microbiome is impacted by everything you eat. So it's like people laugh because it's like on the one hand, and now I'm afraid of artificial sweeteners, but like I'll go drink on the weekend. Yeah. I, oh, you know I, I mean? love and about all those about things. Like someone hacking a literal dart cigarette, just yeah. talking to you about how like it's like that you need to do CrossFit every day or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, well you are <laughs> sucking on smoke into your thinnest bilayer of your body. your goddamn yeah. lung. So thinnest, that's worth to keep in mind. If you, if it affects you and you want to make a change, that's totally cool. But it's like, put these things into perspective. It's not on mass causing like cancers and killing people. Yeah. They're regulated as safe by the FDA. As more research yeah. comes out, there might be like restrictions of how much can be in any one food, but it's not like, there already are restrictions there are restrictions around that too yeah but not to say those can't change science is always changing also food science fads always change based on science and not based on science we probably will look back on this era and just be like either everything we were eating and believing was wrong and stupid or who knows you know like no this is just the fad of the rejection of the time when diet coke was popular mm -hmm. like we've just lived long enough to now be like kidding and it's it's the era of the microbiome which i think is very interesting and i am i think so much is going to come from that which is fascinating and interesting but it's also going to lead to like I don't know, an exploitation. Let's, let's of do it. Okay, let's let's figure out an angle to do another episode about it because it microbiome. Yeah, because it does feel like it's a catch all right now yeah. to spook or make you buy anything. And it's so complicated that I just think we always need a reminder of what yeah, is even just like going what's on. the kind of updated version yeah. of what new research is out there, what what you can be thinking about is it worth thinking about. And it's so placebo vibes. Like when I spent $140 on those <laughs> pills. Every time I took one, I was like, hell yeah, this is working. Cause it's like, it better. I just spent 140. Like yeah. my brain, I didn't feel any different. <laughs> but every time I like took a shite that week, I was like, that's the best shite I've ever seen. Oh because it's like, God. it better be. But it honestly probably was just because I spent a bunch of money on it and it like said microbiome on it. Well, I think we can end there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope that was interesting. I, 
am spooked and also not. Okay. So that's where I'm going to end it. You're on your phone. You're just writing down an idea. I'm writing down the idea for the new microbiome. Am um, I ending the pod? Like you're ending the pod. I'm and if anyone needs to know, I'm not that spooked. <laughs> but that's just because I'm not really that spooked in general. And you also don't consume a lot. right? I think it's everyone's in a different space. Like, yeah. Neither of us drink pop. Except like if I go to like the movie theater and get a yeah. combo with pop. So I think I'm not Even then, I literally go... <laughs> I get... I feel... Because I'm truly a baby and this is why you should raise your kid without pop i go and i fill my thing with half to three quarters pop and then i put the sprite in because i'm like it hurts if it's full sprite and then he gets <laughs> butter all over it and then gets those powder oh, yeah. things powder okay. ketchup things okay which that's... is definitely artificial sweetener. but no it's not sweetener <laughs> that is like artificial salt i i okay another upcoming video we will end here if you go to cineplex this is for the canadian people out there if you go to cineplex and yeah, it's a bit of a monopoly. Maybe sometimes we're going to the local theater. I do encourage all to do that too. But when you're going to Cineplex, you go, you buy your popcorn. A, you can ask to layer the butter. So they put the butter in the middle. That's also really important. Then you got the butter on top. And then you, I always do this joke. I go, can I get a bag of cancer powder? And they go, <laughs> excuse me. And I'm like, you know, the ketchup, the dill pickle. And they're like, that's not funny. We don't, that's just powder. <laughs> then you get it for free. You put on like two weeks ago go to the movie theaters they're charging a buck 99 now oh, yeah. for the cancer cancer powder Good so for them. i want to do a video on that powder and be like is it cancer powder okay because <laughs> <laughs> my favorite's ketchup i love when the next morning i wake up and i have a french manicure of red on my nails from eating the ketchup popcorn <sighs> that's when i know it's been a good night and some people think it's disgusting and they just have plain popcorn i like when mine's <laughs> soupy and i like when mine's red <laughs> all right well thank you all for listening slash watching and we will chat to you next week see ya mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.